When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome back to Modern Circadian Moms. I'm Nicole Hartman, and with us as always, Tina Matthews. Tina, how's it going? It's going good. How are you guys? Doing great. Weather's nice and beautiful, so we're excited. So we have a really fun guest today. We have Carrie Bennett with us. I feel like we should have like a round of applause. Or I was just thinking that. <laughs> Started clapping. Hi, Carrie. How's it going? Embarrassing. Oh, stop it. Stop it. This is embarrassing. <laughs> So, um, Carrie is, for those that don't know, Carrie is the lead instructor at the Institute of Applied Quantum Biology. She has a master's degree in nutrition. And Tina and I talk about her often, but she has honestly been very instrumental in both of our lives and also our children's lives. So, we are super excited to have you with us today. Thanks for coming on. Oh, I'm so excited to chat. I can't wait. <laughs> so, as we get started into this, I think everyone's always curious, at least it's a question that I get a lot too, is how did you find your way into circadian biology? <laughs> yeah, you know, right? Like, I think the way many people have um, on, a, on a healing journey, and it's because there was, you kind of went through everything else. <laughs> there was nothing right? left to find. There was nothing left to find, right? And so, um, you know, it was my own health, which it was a very slow I don't want to drag it. It was a slow, debilitating process. Nothing like drastic all at once. But, you know, I woke up one day, mom of a, you know, a three or four month old, and I just felt like garbage. And all along, I felt like my joints were really unstable. I'd had like maybe four joint surgeries up until then. And, um, you know, I just was starting to feel puffy, bloated, tired. I had really, like, I had a really bad bout of insomnia sometime in like my mid 20s. It was just horrible. Um, and I pushed on, right? Because it's like, what else am I going to do? I'm just going to push on. But I wasn't feeling great. And once I reached that threshold of, wow, I can't really eat anything without pain. 
I can't get good quality sleep if I try, but when I wake up and, you know, so I can't rest when I'm exhausted, but I wake up in the morning and I can't get enough energy. So like something's got to give, there's got to be something I'm missing. And in the process of, you know, get, being a clinician and working with clients, I, be, I was a personal trainer, you know, and, and I worked with people. I went through massage therapy school and I went through some alternative practices, like alternative breathing style practices and, and uh, mindfulness. And I got my master's degree in clinical nutrition and none of it really moved the needle enough for me, you know. And I'm certain like the I, I hated this this concept of like, oh, you're just a new mom. And that's well, welcome to momhood. It's all downhill from me. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you expect. <laughs> I know. Careful what you wish for. Um, right. And so it was that was just not I wasn't happy with that. And, you know, but while I was struggling, I guess what's really applicable to this conversation, too, is that my, my oldest son was also not sleeping at all. Right. He was the kid where you would like I, he was a kid. Where I would like I try because I heard in some on some mom blog that kids really like hair dryers. And it calms them down. The noise calms them down. So here I am, this mom, two o'clock in the morning, bouncing on an exercise ball, blowing a hair dryer in their hand, and doing the shush pat. You know? Yep. Desperate times call for desperate measures. My husband's like, "What are you doing? I don't know. I don't." Know. Like, I'm getting the baby to sleep. We blew the motor on our vacuum cleaner with trying to get our oldest to sleep so you yeah I, okay Tina that makes me feel so good I'm not the <laughs> only weirdo that found that and tried it but it didn't it's not a long-term solution right. I right. think it I think maybe he fell asleep once or twice and I was like oh maybe and then I was like no this is not working you know um and so I was like why is my baby not sleeping why do I feel like garbage I just searched and searched because I knew like I had this gut feeling that I was missing something and that's where my world was opened up to Jack Cruz's blog and it really, I, I thought to myself, oh gosh, this guy is talking about light. He's talking about the circadian rhythm, things that I had never thought of before in terms of being supportive to my health. So that's really what got me into this rabbit hole of quantum biology, applied quantum biology. And that was about, you know, my oldest since 12. And so like, it was a long time ago and I've never left because I have found it to be so supportive of my own health, my son, and then, you know, so many clients that I've, I've uh, supported on their healing journeys as well. That's, that's awesome. It's so funny. Like we, we all, we have those stories, you know, like we just kind of like, well, I found it. I'm not sure how I got here, but I'm but glad here I'm we here. Are. Yeah. And there's always like the kid factor. At least everybody I've talked to is like either they got sick and they had to get better for their kids or their kids weren't sleeping or weren't feeling good and they found it that way. I don't know. What was the first thing you changed then? Um, I started uh, unplugging the nightlight in my kids' room. Right uh, at the time, we were we were on one of the, he and I would fall asleep. We would co-sleep, but he just he he wanted to co-sleep like so snuggled, and so we were in a rocker, one of those gliding rockers. Mm -hmm. I had like pillows, you know, like under my elbows to support this, <laughs> and like and I can picture like this string light of like, um, you know, light, like a Christmas lights around and like a night light over here. And I was reading Jack's stuff and it was talking about light. And like, so I literally have my kid right here. Right. And like, I'm reading. <laughs> well, I think we have some things that we could work on here, you know? Guilty. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, it was also just starting to go outside in the morning with new mom, new mom with a baby born in August. I was like, Oh, it's too hot. 
he can't he can't be outside he's gonna overheat like isn't I that something outside. though like I, like I think that is something that like as moms like you're like oh well they have to be in a 72 degrees you know room and they have to have blankets on them and we can only go outside on a perfect spring day or a perfect fall day right never in the winter and never in the summer I know while people in Sweden are like putting their babies outside to sleep for naps and stuff, you know, in the freezing cold because they're like, oh, well, it helps them. And you're like, no way. <laughs> I remember, um, you know, so Ryan Carter, um, on, but he put out this picture maybe a year or two ago of like someplace in Europe where they had like these window boxes, right? It's like a screened in window box where the kids mm-hmm. would just kind of go sit at the screened in window box and just like sun themselves. And it was just like, brilliant. That's brilliant. You know, and it just, it never crossed my mind at all. And so can you imagine, Tina, me not going outside with my kids? For it's, three hard, months? it's hard for me to picture. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, so I look back it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It is interesting. You're just like, oh, if I could just go back a little bit. Well, now I like to think of it as like, I think Luke turned out okay. Like he's doing great. He's a thriving version of himself. I, I'm, so I'm grateful for that. And it just gave me insight into like my other kids and then, you know, other people in terms of, okay, right? Like there's, we, we know the importance of like, there's stuff we can do and implement and we can see results. So it was a, it was a good learning experience. I'll, I'll put it that way. Did you like, did it start to just kind of steamroll for you from there then as you had subsequent quit kids then or... Oh yeah. With, with my second, we, um, so with, with my oldest, you know, you hear like, Oh, babies sometimes flip their nights and their days and they can't, they can't catch up until they're three or four months old. And I was like, well, that's my kid. I just have that kid. I'm going to have to deal for four months with my middle, with my middle child. As soon as we got home, she was in a car seat outside facing the sun all the time within three days, obviously it, she flipped and she was, she had a normal circadian rhythm, you know? And so it made a huge difference. We would, we would all like, I would cuddle her. Um, and then, so we were at this, this house at the door, the door faced east. Uh, there's no screen or anything, but the front door faced east. And she would be in my arm. Um, my oldest would be next to me. And we would just kind of huddle either under a blanket. And we would just literally, literally sit in the door frame and face east, just looking out the door, just like facing the neighborhood. <laughs> And I mean, it was that big of a flip from like not going outside at all to like being, I'm certain being the weirdo of the neighborhood. That's not a new thing for me anymore. I've been the weirdo of the neighborhood for quite some time. Um, but, um, but yeah, it just was like a game changer, right? It was like, oh, of course we can work on sleep. And of course we can switch someone's circadian signaling to sh- indicate when light ends and when time sleep is. And it's just about the light signaling. So yeah, it was, a, it was like day and night with my two, my first two. So I have a question on that that just kind of popped into my head. But if we're pregnant and we're going outside and the the light from the sun is like able to penetrate into the womb, does that help get the circadian rhythm set after the baby's born? Absolutely. Because beyond that, too, like your circadian hormones are are getting signaled to the baby as well, right, as the baby's growing. So as melatonin gets secreted, it's nighttime, as the cortisol gets secreted you know doesn't necessarily control baby's desire to fall asleep in the middle of the night because they're that's typically the time when they like to do their gymnastics um but 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 yeah absolutely all of that plays a key role in just helping that baby then understand circadian signaling and for moms who are up you know if the baby like with my fifth who was up every 20 minutes right um you know it's like 
if something helps just a little bit, you're going to try it. Oh, absolutely. But you know, here's a fascinating thing, right? Because I picture me with Luke being a really bad sleeper and how exhausted I was. I was never getting good sleep. And he, that's my oldest. And how, how, you know, it was just like, I was just struggling to get through the day. So like, I, I my kids would go through some sleep regressions, my other two, right? Where they would be up every couple of hours. But like, I don't know, as soon, I could be, I could feel tired that night and be like, ugh. I could really like, I would really love to sleep in on, but you know, I'm not gonna be able to. And I would go outside and get that morning light. And it's almost like, like a drug, right? Like it, it was a hit that just, my body was like, okay, no, now's the time to be awake. And I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't notice those, those sleep disruptions anywhere near the same way that I noticed it with my first. Yeah. They're definitely less torturous. I think is the best way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> We maybe we could think of a better word than torturous. No, I'm just <laughs> well, deprivation is pure torture. How <laughs> deeply are you in the throat? Right. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm not anymore. So, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but I mean, that speaks to like you know, you know, when your kids aren't well or something, and you know, you just have a night where it's like you feel like you haven't slept. That's a good reminder too, because sure, could could you sleep? Yeah, absolutely. But if I can't, because I still have to be a mom to other kids that are starving, you know, um, because you never feed them. And um, <laughs> like, if I just go outside, I'm going to help myself. You know, oh, I'm going yeah. to make the day, I hate to say it more manageable, because, you know, you still have a job. We still have things to yeah. do. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Those, that was one of the biggest things I do remember to be like, wow, I know I didn't get good quality sleep, but I'm not suffering for it. It just, right. you know, it, it feels okay. Not that I recommend people then, you know, mess with their sleep all the time, but light <laughs> is powerful. Morning light is powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Cause now that you say it, I'm thinking like back when I had my fifth, I wasn't blocking blue light at night but I was outside all the time. And I feel like even though she was a terrible sleeper, I kept my energy levels up postpartum pretty well. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Could run your own case study. I know. <laughs> yeah, put a case <laughs> One, two. I have a lot that I do, but you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, you your case studies too, right, right. <laughs> Moving on then, like with, with children then, did you notice anything with your children then like what are some of the things that you have tried and maybe worked or tried and haven't worked as far as like this whole lifestyle um what tried and what tried and didn't work was me forcing this lifestyle upon them 100 percent. i agree with that 100 percent. yeah so like i i am a huge proponent of just modeling what i believe is a healthy lifestyle for myself and then it's amazing how it's, it really has trickled. It first trickled to my husband, you know? And so I would say, um, gosh, I mean, I've been into this blue blocking stuff. Now I started with clear tone blue blockers and I thought I was really doing something, you know, I, I mean, you know, we, we kind of trickle into it. Um, I probably wearing, wearing the orange tone blue blockers for about eight years. And it wasn't until about two, maybe three years ago that my husband was just like, can I have, can I have those blue blockers? Like, you know, and then as my husband was doing it, my oldest son, you know, he, my husband was just, just put on a pair, so, you know, and, and he put on the pair and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot easier to watch TV at night when there's this on. They love watching their sports together, you know, and now I don't have to say anything. They automatically go and get them or I'll hear my husband like, as a, you know, I'll, hey, 
can you grab me a pair? I hear you. I hear you going into the, our drawer, the drawer from, can you go grab me a pair? You know, it's like, so he'll bring it. And it's not a force like put on your blue blockers. I have my middle child is the most amazing human being on the planet. And she's both stubborn and, uh, and strong. And she's, you know, she's like one of those kids who you're like, she's going to do something in this world. Right. But even now that she's getting older and she wants to stay up and hang out, you know, and maybe watch some of the sports and stuff, she's the one where it's walking a fine line. She's seven and it's walking the fine line of, okay, I know you want to stay up and, you know, do, do what like the, the big guys are doing, but I would really like it if you started to wear these blue blockers because you'll really notice the difference with your sleep. And I would say it was kind of a back and forth discussion, like try it. Ah, these are the worst. Okay, try it. Oh, these are the worst. Like these, I can't, those, that TV looks so weird, you know, like back and forth, back and forth. To now it's like, it was, it, was a, it was more of a discussion and more of like, I knew she would want, her body would benefit from them and the other two are already doing it. And so while I didn't just let her ride it out, because frankly, she would just to, to spite me in the most loving way possible, right? In the most loving way possible. She she would never wear them, even if her eyes were like begging for them. And so it was really like, we had to kind of make, make come to a conclusion that, you know, yes, she noticed the difference. She wants them as well. But it was definitely more of a, a team effort back and forth on that one, as opposed to my oldest, my husband, they just naturally kind of gravitated towards them. My youngest isn't up, you know, at night to watch that stuff, right? But like, you know, he, it's normal for him to see us wearing those. And so I, I don't think he's going to like hesitate when it's like, okay, you're, you're up to, you're old enough now to hang with the big guys. So here you go. Right. Like, you know, and he, I don't think he's going to say anything, but like modeling had to be the way to go because I was just butting heads and, yeah. and it was just not pretty. I think that's the struggle with with being a parent in the first place is, you know, we often do know better, but we also have to understand that it's their life, too, and that they have thoughts, opinions, values, you know, like they have all of that stuff, too. But then sometimes they do just want to butt heads with you because it's what they do best. So, yeah, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I know it's out of love and respect. Like where she's, she's willing to butt heads with me. Here we go. Let's see. Here we go. It's on. <laughs> Do they ever, um, are they ever, I'm, I hate to say this. Are they ever embarrassed? Of me? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like my, my. Yeah. Yeah. So like I've had to in, like unquantum, uncircadian some stuff like, you know, or like do the best I could for nighttime sports practices or gymnastics practices. Yes. If, I feel they, that. Orange, orange is a no, but like these are my yellows, right? Which to a lot of people look very orange. These are my yellows, like my daytime lenses that I then will wear my yellows with like a hat, right? So like I'll wear a baseball cap. That's a good idea. And that way it's like the light that is uh, from overhead, which is all these places are full of fluorescent lights, right? So the light from overhead is not as impactful to my melanopsin receptors that are basically telling you, oh, it's daytime. It's not night, it's daytime. Um, and so I have found that the hat with the glasses are acceptable to my kids and it, it doesn't just, just like, you know, derange my circadian signaling all that bad. Cause I do notice that when we get out of that environment, we're in the car driving home and even with the garbage streetlights, it's still darker driving home. I start to notice my melatonin really starting to pick, like recover after that. That's so do you think really having like, do you think having a, strong circadian rhythm allows you to kind of like go in under those lights a little bit and then be able to not be as affected 
hundred percent. I do. Okay. Right. I absolutely do. Because, you know, with, I got the morning light, which will help to signal, you know, to make the melatonin at night. There's a time lapse that goes from when you signal morning to like 16 hours later, the body's anticipating nighttime. I do the earthing and the grounding throughout the day, which, you know, also kind of reinforces circadian rhythm. I eat within a circadian appropriate window of time, which is like, you know, anywhere between eight to 12 hours, you know, depending on the amount of daylight there is. And so I feel like all of those things have really reinforced timing in my body. And this is just a blip that I can really easily recover from. That's good to know. Because I think yeah. some people's kids are going to be a no-go on any kind of blue blocking, which it's like, you don't always have to listen to your kids on that stuff. But I don't know, my stepdad really embarrassed me in high school sometimes. So it's like, I know, I kind of get it. <laughs> I kind of get it too. I know. And so it's like, uh, that's where it was a conversation. They're like, no, orange, orange lenses are a hard no. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll make this work. We'll figure out. Yeah, I, that's what because I wear our yellows. Our, our girls do uh, like jujitsu, Muay Thai type stuff. And it's at night, of course. And so, you know, my husband and I, we wear our yellows and like that is acceptable. But the other night when they were making fun of me, it's like an exaggerated story of our circadian lifestyle and I might ruin my <laughs> circadian rhythm. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, you just wait because it's getting dark awfully early. I'm going to throw those oranges on. And I said, if you're lucky, I'll get those reds. And my oldest daughter was like, no, you're not. You're <laughs> not doing that. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> better behave or I'll wear my red glasses. And be okay with the yellows. <laughs> you better be okay with it. I mean, a seven-year-old told me they look cool. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> but that's good to know. Like, it's respectful of them, too. You know, because yeah, we are yeah. little nuts. Like, it, it, it's... It, it, we can own that. Yeah, I own that because it's like, you know, as everybody is swimming in one direction, you know, you're swimming in another direction. And that's difficult to accept, especially when you're young, you know, because they want to, they want to be they typical or normal. In. They want to fit in. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, it's a yeah. fine line. It's a fine line. Yeah. It, and, and it's the kid. the kids are the issue. Like I have no problem when, when my husband and I are just out and about, like we've had a couple, we've had like four overnight dates now within the past, like a uh, couple of months here. This is like a new thing, right? Like this is big time. And, um, and, and, uh, and like, I have no problem at a sports event. Like we were at a Tigers game, throwing on those orange lenses. No one cares. We were up in, you know, Grand Rapids. They've got something called art prize wandering around kind of like a, a really artsy thing, putting on orange lenses. Right. No one, nobody cares. Anyone, nobody cares. Right. And so it's like, it really truly is that the kids, I think who are just so aware of what other people are thinking or, or they think they're aware of what other people are thinking. And so I'm willing to make that, that compromise. I wore my orange glasses into a hotel not that long ago, and the front desk people did, like, laugh at me after they thought I was, like, far enough away, but I could hear them. It's like, I don't care. I'm confident enough in myself, but it is harder for kids. It is absolutely harder for kids. But do you want to know something? Um, so my my middle child, she she's so creative. She loves music. She likes to watch a show on TV called AGT, America's Got Talent. Mm -hmm. And occasionally we'll just tune into it. Like we don't really follow the whole season, but every once in a while we'll tune into an episode. As of late, one of the judges has been wearing orange toned blue blockers. And I'm like, is it because he thinks they're trendy or does he, <laughs> did he really get the message? Or I mean, but I don't care either way he's wearing them. Right. So at some point it's like, like I, I'm hoping more and more people do that. And it just becomes socially acceptable. I want, I want all these professional athletes. Like, and they are. 
starting to, right? They yeah. really are starting to wear those orange tone glasses because you're like, okay, see, here you go, right? The, the message is that this is important. It's important, important for health. It's important for performance. For They're recovery. wearing them for recovery. Exactly, all this. Yeah, I've seen a couple, I think, NFL players doing it. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I told Abel, my oldest, I'm like, the NFL players are doing it. And so he's he's on board. He's on board. Yeah. compliant. Yeah. Aren't they? They're the, the oldest kids, they're always the best. Yeah. <laughs> they they like really the middle ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I it love the stubbornness. I think I do too. I think it's a good sign. Yeah, I absolutely. Oh, yeah. Do too. I, yeah. I like a. I want a kid who's thinking, right? I mm. want a kid who's thinking, who's asking questions, who's um, willing to question the status right. quo. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, one of the things I've always told my kids is, you can. There's never a dumb question, and you can always ask questions. And so sometimes I have to put on like my patient face of like. <laughs> Well, what about this? So what about this? So what about this? So what about this? You know, and it's like, well, I brought this upon myself and I'm really yeah. happy that they're asking questions. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's what I really get from the, my middle child. Like she thinks and she asks questions and I, I'm grateful for that. But. It's the deep breath sometimes. It's the, uh, well, that was about 50 questions in the last 60 seconds. So um, I'm going to yeah. need to think on that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll look that one up. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can you write that down, please? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's just great information to share, I, you know, because it is for the children too. Like we are caring about that next generation. And, uh, you know, Tina and I have this discussion all the time too, is that their health is not improving. Or I, I shouldn't say they, it's the mass, the majority is not improving. So it's just kind of like, doing what we can to move the needle for then the next generation. So, yeah, well, you know what? I used to teach college courses and um, I noticed a trend. I stopped teaching this year and I noticed a trend over the past 10 years that like, you know, you used to get notifications of so-and-so um, has anxiety and needs some time off. So-and-so it, it was, you would occasionally get those notifications. And now it was pretty everyone. And I mean, I, it's, I just, my heart goes out because it's like, I know that the depression, the anxiety, the, the 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 physical health is just it's real what's going on in terms of ch the, the challenges but it's just the, it's snowballs and now you're right it's getting younger and younger and younger to the extent now we're seeing those types of trends in middle schoolers and and elementary schoolers and it's just at what point do we all stop for a second and say what has changed so much in such a short period of time to cause this right and it's often that that cumulative effect too. Like we have so many changes in that you could say in the last five, 10, 15 years that the, these kids are becoming less and less resilient to these changes because it it's just that drastic effect on them. And like you said, no one's, no one's addressing it. <laughs> we just well, keep pushing them through, you hopefully, know, hopefully like, and will, it's, right? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I know this is definitely addressing it, but um, it, it's, I, you just feel for them. Well, the other thing is, like, we keep saying, like, for future generations, but I think maybe we have to change the terminology, like, for our grandkids. Like, mm -hmm. we want to see change for our future family members. Like, they are not here yet, but we're going to love them. We well, want to see better It brings it closer to home. It's not like, you know, <clears throat> three generations from now. It truly is. Like, if we're out, still on this trajectory, it's good. We do have to make sure that our grandkids 
have the right health foundations because you know it's it's not it's what we're ta- what we're being taught by the mainstream is really not working. No. Right. And if I'm thinking that, you know, I have four daughters and within my four daughters are my potential grandchildren, then their lives are of extreme importance now. You know, that's that's the priority now. And it yeah, I, it, it is. It's like, oh, I'm thinking about the next, you know, three, four generations. No, it's now because that affects the, the then. So. And I'm thinking from like my mom's point of view, when my son was really sick, that was hard on her because then I needed her, you know, she didn't babysit so much for fun. It was like, okay, you have to babysit, but I'm going to call you every five minutes because I'm extremely worried and, or you're babysitting the other kid so I can take him to this appointment. It's just not as fun that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Grandparents just want to kind of dote and love and then give them right on back. And then there's the added stresses of like a health challenge or something. Absolutely. I I think that kind of leads into another question then is the connection between like mothers and their children, like that mother's intuition, like the quantum, let's say, look into that perspective. Yeah. I mean, so like the, in, in, where once two electrons have interacted, they take on a similar spin, right? Um, And then once they separate, they could be across time and space. And when one changes, the other one changes in response. And so if if motherhood isn't anything but the ultimate quantum entanglement, right? That's like nine and a half months of just uh, entanglement physically. And then the entanglement that comes from the nursing, the cuddling, the diaper changes, the carrying, the, you know, the snuggles. I mean, I, it truly does feel like um, an extension of my heart is out in the world. Yeah, there's you know? no better way to put that because it's just, it is a piece of your heart just walking around and like doing its thing. It's exactly what it is, right? It's exactly what it is. And, and so it, it's true. Like, and, and like, take it this way then too, right? When the baby is first developing inside of me, the fluid that becomes the amniotic fluid, that's that's a antenna, right? Water is a physical antenna. It can organize itself in a way that it receives energy and information, energy and information about my body, my emotions, my feelings, also what's kind what's going on in my environment as well. But then that water becomes the fluid it, as as the baby grows and develops. Um, like a neural tube, if you will, that's cerebrospinal fluid. So inside of my child right now is my amniotic fluid that I was bathing in energy and information that is now a part of their cerebrospinal fluid that then has the ability to, we know cerebrospinal fluid can influence things like um, gene expression and pro- and uh, which proteins are operating. And, and I, I mean, I mean uh, sleep and clearance of toxins. I mean, there's so much that it influences. So there you go. It's just there. There is that quantum entanglement, and there's that physical entanglement. Even after the belly button, right? Even after there, even after the cord is cut, um, there is still a part of me that's inside of them, and that they're now out in the world. And we're like water antenna, like resonating with each other. So I don't know. Like I think I, I yeah, you all know this, right? Like a mother's intuition is real, and not to say that fathers do not have strong intuitions. They do, but I just feel like. I know when my child presents me with something that's a challenge, I just get a feeling or a sensation about what it is, what I can do to support with them. Or I know it's like, 
oh, she, she gave me that look and that look means X, Y, and Z. And I, I just know that I need to like approach her and chat a little bit more. It's, it just feels like it's an antenna receiver type situation. Yeah, the smallest thing you'll be like, okay, well, he just coughed this way. And that means that this is happening now. So like, it, it's like not, my husband will be like, I, I think you're reading into this a bit much. And it's like, no, I'm not. I just, I know. Mm -hmm. Yes, no, that's exactly it. Yep, that's exactly it. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, it's, that kind of gave you know, me goosebumps. I, I, same here. I'd say the same. Like, it's just, yeah, you just know. And mm -hmm. I, it's just, and they'll know one day too, which is a really cool thing to think about too. Absolutely. You know, like to, to be to be motherly as well, you know, and to, to lean into the things that they need because you know that they need them. Ah, motherhood. <laughs> Yeah, I love how Nicole puts it sometimes, like, what's the one thing that you know because you know, and that's your kids. Like, you don't have to, like, learn it. You just know it inherently. Yeah, it's like those little things that we've never been taught, you know, like dancing. Like, everybody just kind of, like, when they're little, they just start bopping. You know what I mean? Or, like, you know, just that sway or that motherly sway, you know, that kind of oh, figure gosh. eight pattern, you know. Do and, you still do that now that you guys don't oh, have Oh, I mean church yeah. i find myself okay, or in line at the grocery store yep, yep. <laughs> okay because yep. i do it but it's like okay i still have a baby so i'm gonna give myself a pass <laughs> no i was Four doing it last night my last one i still do okay it. so i have yeah. that to look forward to because you feel crazy sometimes yep. you're like oh my gosh what are people thinking i'm literally like dancing in the grocery store I know, like a weird sway <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> but all I'm the other moms, no, right? I was gonna say all the other moms don't think anything of it, right? Because That's true. Like, yeah, yeah, she's she's obviously. Got they're like baby. she had a baby <laughs> sometime in the last twenty years. That's fine. That's about right. As you're holding something on your hip, like you know, like a <laughs> like a bag of flour, <laughs> bag of flour. Yeah, I got that on my hip, and I just got it. And I'm still doing things with my other hand. Don't worry, we'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's uh, babies, moms. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I just it, the just only way to explain it is the quantum entanglement, right? Like it, it nothing is. else really beautiful. makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, that describes the depth of the intuition, the depth of connection. Yeah. I think you really have to go to that level to truly understand it. Yeah. Because ultimately it is, it's love and light. It's just like, it's just love like. and light. Mm. What, that was the most fascinating thing to me because I was on a, pod, a podcast of a woman who, um, had a near-death experience and her then almost all of her podcast guests had near-death experiences when they see god is they they describe the ultimate love and light right this just this this the best energy they describe it as like the best energy in the universe they could possibly ever come in contact with and so i feel like we we because we're all created in that image we hold that love and that light and that love and that light is what we also transmit like is that the zinc spark at conception like are we are we legitimately transmitting that love and that light at that moment um of creation and i just um, maybe right I don't, I don't know what else could describe that that beautiful bright spark that i do truly feel is a representative of that goes beyond just an egg and sperm uniting Oh, it's way beyond that. It's, the, it is that, I think it is the, the perfect representation is that baby is that, that giggling, that, that happiness that just, they don't know anger or they don't know any of that. I mean, they know like, I don't feel well or that frustration, but gosh, when the baby learns to laugh or to giggle or to that, I mean, how like, 
as the best sound in the, the world. Sound, I, I mean, far. that is love. That is light because then that's like resonating with you because what do you do then? You know, you are then returning it to them. <laughs> and it's like, it's, ah, yeah. <laughs> no more babies for me. All right. I know. I know. Me too. <laughs> I, I know, I, I thought about it the other day and I was just like, oh, I love babies. And I was like, well, I hope someone else in my family has a baby and I can just <laughs> snuggle up on the baby. Someday we'll have grandbabies. There you go. Healthy grandbabies. Yeah. I say that all the time. And Jeff looks at me, my husband, he goes, you like to sleep, right? You like that now, don't you? Like, yeah, I do like that now. That's <laughs> a go. good point. No. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of husbands, on a scale of one to 10, how crazy did your husband think you were when you first like when started you first everything? Started. You know, honestly, I wouldn't say he thought I was crazy. He he appreciates my nerd, like the nerd inside of me to such a deep extent. Um, so he was willing to buy into the fact that I was on this learning journey. Um, but scale of one to 10, like, Maybe, maybe I'm honored to say maybe only a six, maybe only a six, right? That's not, like, bad. not too yeah. bad. No. Were you always like, like, I've always just kind of, we've always just kind of been in like the health realm of like mm -hmm. different yeah. kind of things and different thinking. So that might. Right. It was like, well, why are you taping your mouth shut at night? <laughs> Helping with me, me with my breathing. Oh, okay. Like, why are you not eating gluten anymore? Oh, it's processed and full of glyphosate. say, oh, okay. Right. Like, you know, so again, it was just kind of another. <laughs> another iteration of Carrie, right? So he married me knowing who I was. And I think this is just like maybe a slightly weirder iteration of Carrie. Well, so yeah, they know. do say that your husbands marry you. Like they choose you, you know, they don't love you because it's like you're their parents or, you know, something or their kids. It's you. So there you right. go. Right. There yeah. you go. So yeah. Yeah. He's been very supportive. <laughs> the other night I said to my husband, like, maybe we should sleep with the fan off tonight. And he just dead stopped and was like, what did you read? And I was like, nothing, <laughs> just a thought. <laughs> so, he's like, but I like the fan, don't you? He's, like, he's <laughs> like, what new thing is ruining my life now? What'd you read? Nothing. I stopped reading. I stopped it. <laughs> I'll never learn anything new. I'll ever never. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our husbands both answered because we had them on for one episode and they both said we were nines at the uh, beginning. At first. But, at yeah. first. Yeah. At but like first. at yeah. first for sure, because this is such a new thing, right? You just I mean, don't quantum, think of it. you don't even think of it. You're like, you want to put red bulbs aware and you're wearing <laughs> orange sunglasses at night. Like, right? <laughs> and, so, I mean, and then you want to have people to our house. What? I know, I know. We, I stopped socializing at, after night a long time ago. So I feel like we didn't have to really worry about that too much. I was like, you so, want me to go to, out to, you want me to meet people out to dinner at 7 p.m.? What? Like, that's <laughs> insanity. Like, we will not be doing that. Like hard no. Yeah, right. Right. So what was, what was his reaction to like turning off the Wi-Fi at night? Was he just like on board or was he kind of like, why? Well, you know, I would, I, that one took a little while, right? That didn't happen, Tina. And I, I'm referring to Tina, you know, Tina used to be neighbors, right? And so like that one didn't happen until this house that we're in, that's the house that we used to be neighbors in. We didn't do that at the old house. Okay. Um, because I think it took him to recognize how 
um, we had with, with my oldest, part of his issue was kind of a nervous system fritz that I think had to do with the fact that the house was ungrounded. Um, even though we had grounding outlets that looked grounded, they weren't grounded. We were right next to a fire station, which is non-native EMF central. And I had like his baby monitor like here and his the Wi-Fi room. I really think he was bombarded with it. So that when we moved to a, a, our second house, things settled down quite a bit. And I just started to play around with um, unplugging the Wi-Fi router there without really telling him because I would wake up before him and you know, just plug back in. Um, and so, and so uh, when we finally got to this house, I was just like, I, I, I was like, look, you know, I really think he's sensitive in that way. I really think he can't get into that the depth of sleep that we want him to get into because he really is aware of those non-native EMFs. And I, and I would call it, I called it radiation. Like that was a really key word to call it, right? Because it's yeah. radiation and no one ever was like radiation. I'm like, it is non-ionizing radiation. And so I said, why would we want to have that just bathing us? And, you know, his room was right above here. His room is right above where the Wi-Fi router is. So uh, he got on board with it almost like, almost just like, okay, whatever, carry it, fine. I'll unplug it. You plug it back in in the middle of the, you know, in the morning. Um, and then um, it's, again, it's like, I think it's just second nature. It, it, I don't even have to ask anything anymore. I think he's noticed, a, it's like, it feels like a calmer environment for sleep. I think he's noticed a calmer environment. All our kids have a calmer environment for sleep, but um yeah, that was just another weird recommendation, you know, or, or all of my crazy iterations of water filtration and structuring. <laughs> like, okay, what is this one? Well, this is reverse osmosis. Here's the minerals you to, and then stir this little wand. <laughs> it's a three-step process. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm How about you do now. it and I'll drink out of whatever you just make right here. Okay. Deal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can't I mean, can't overcomplicate too much, you know. Like it just, and that. But yeah. he, he's totally on board though with things like red light therapy. I mean, like he's noticed a huge difference in things like um, we have one that actually goes directly on the skin, like a little torch. It's a really easy application, and he's noticed a huge difference. He was having some knee pains, and he would take it right away with that with that application. So he's he's more of a believer in stuff like that. So I mean, I. He, he's starting to come. He actually he's starting. He's come around all the way. It's just he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't this is not his thing. He doesn't nerd out about it the way you and I do. Like you know, th this is my this is my fun time to have these like super nerdy conversations. And then you know, he and I, if we want to talk stuff, we we've got other topics beyond you know mitochondrial water production. <laughs> yeah, I think that's healthy. You don't see Blake talking about that. That's no, no. <laughs> I talk about it, but he's. Yeah. <laughs> right as you lay down, that's my husband's favorite time to have a conversation, right, right as we lay in bed. <laughs> right, right. Like, honey, I've been having a hard time sleeping. Talk to me about mitochondria again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knocks me right out. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, God. I feel like we could tell a lot of stories. <laughs> I, I joked on... Um, the modern circadian moms instagram page that we have to start like a husband's support group for like the wives that find it first because it's like if nathan had come to me being like put on these orange sunglasses and now we're gonna have red light bulbs i feel like i maybe would be like what like that's a really interesting thing to think about like i always had, like i'm like, the one offering information mm -hmm. You know, or just like, uh, you know, 
you know, as a wife, honey, I found this stuff. I'm going to start wearing these orange tone blue blockers. Here's this group of other of husbands who have kind of been through this process. It's like, this is, they'll tell you why. Or it's like, you know, when you have kids who are like, he's not potty trained yet, you know, how is he not potty trained? So and so. So I'm like, go talk to people at work and ask them about their experience with their, their oh, it's, it's, it's a normal thing, right? I'm like, yeah, they don't have to be potty trained yeah. at one and a half years old. Right. Like, I mean, like, right. No, they don't because have to be potty trained until you're So, so I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it's helpful to have kind of like a, a peer group to be like, I'm in this position where my wife is kind of going <laughs> off the rails, but like supposedly I'm, it's for I'm our house. sleeping way better, but it still seems a little weird. She has these gallons of water in our kitchen, and I just don't know which one to use. I'm just really thirsty. <laughs> Why is my water out in the sun all the time? I'm so confused. <laughs> Jeff always says, you could have killed me a long time ago. I was like, yeah, yeah, I probably could have. Here, try this. Here, yeah. try this. <laughs> Take this. So now you have to trust me completely because if I wanted to, I would have done it a long time ago. <laughs> don't drink the water that's the third from the left. It hasn't been structured yet. It hasn't been structured yet. That's not the safe one. No. <laughs> Gotta imbibe that one with some intention first, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay, whatever. All right. I was going to wrap things up unless, Tina, you had some other things. Carrie, you have any other things to say before I ask you some questions really quick? Oh, no. I love rapid fire. I could talk all day, but no, I'm, I'm totally down for rapid fire. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. Mountains or ocean? Ocean. Sunrise or sunsets? Rise. Okay. Uh, I didn't hear that. Sorry. <laughs> if you could live anywhere, where would it be? On a lake, on a big lake. And at, even in Michigan, big lake, lots of land, right? I just, I love and neighbors. You would still I love live my neighbors. My like I meet Tina, right? But like, I, I also don't need my neighbors. <laughs> So, like, right. I would say it would be lovely to have space and nature. Would you still go with the four seasons? Absolutely. Do you know what's fascinating is, like, I've got a lot of clients in Texas and um, Florida, and they hate summer, right? And I'm like, what? Summer's like summer. And they're like, you live in Michigan summer. And I'm like, ah, good point, good point. So now they're really looking forward to winter to go outside. But they, they basically say it's unbearable to go outside for a lot of the summer. And so I love it. I feel like I, now that I've embraced winter and going outside in the winter, I've got no problem with season. Same, same. I actually look forward to I We were actually sad last winter or this like this last winter when it when it spring started to really set in. And we were sad because we liked the way the trees look. Mm, the trees are like when you go into the mountains like we, you know we would go for like weekly hikes and it's sad like it's it's nice you know you can see so far and then when the trees come in you can't see very far anymore sure sure no i totally get that all right continuing on least favorite household chore <laughs> um oh, <laughs> do gosh. i have the rest of the week <laughs> i mean we've got oh my gosh we've got so we've got three cats and we've got a skinny pig we heard of the skinny pig <laughs> It's a guinea pig with no hair. <laughs> <laughs> I hate scooping poop. Okay. I hate scooping poop. Fair that enough. Is valid. <laughs> favorite thing to cook? My favorite, uh, anything eggs. I love eggs and cabbage, eggs and kielbasa, anything with eggs. It's just eggs. Oh, so good. <laughs> Do you eat them year round? 
Yes and no. I feel like I go through these weird, and I'm not going to call them weird. I think they're really my body signaling me. Like these weird three-week stretches where I don't have any cravings for them whatsoever. It happens maybe two or three times a year. And then all of a sudden it's like, where are my eggs? And I just start craving them again. The same thing happens to me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes like the thought of them, I'm like, man, that sounds disgusting. And then it's like the next week, then it's like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Especially for the good, they're the good eggs, you know, like the yellow or the orange, yeah. the, re- the real stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Last four favorite form of exercise. I would never have said this. And I know Nicole, you get this. I was a personal trainer, right? I mean, so you got kickboxing, Taibo, step aerobics, Pilates. I love walking and hiking. I mean, and I loved all those exercises, kettlebells, weightlifting, like I loved them, but I love walking outside. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. I still love, like I go through like cycles where I really like lifting, like heavy, you know, like I'd like that. And it probably has more to do with my menstrual cycle than anything, but walking is that consistent daily, like it's gone. All of it. All the things are gone. I never, I never, like, you know, when I was in my early 20s it's like well i'm gonna run a half marathon and then i'm gonna do this triathlon and right you know it's like and all those walkers like i i'm not gonna be that you know 40 year old just walking i'm like i'm that 40 year old just walking and i love it i love it you the know? walking 40 year old i had a friend of mine speaking of walking she says have you heard about people going into like the mountains or something or on a trail and like it, you're you're alone um no, no, anything, no music, no, nothing. It's, it's by yourself. Essentially. It's a 12 hour walk. It's like, that's the, the premise behind it. The With 12 no, hour walk, no podcast, nothing. no music, no, nothing. Mm-mm. That would be I mean, tough for me. That, you know, it, it would be tough, but I can understand the, the, um, I feel like the emotional release and just the, or the emotional processing you get in a, at a time like that in it with, with the support of nature the electrons, the ions, the, the frequencies, the sounds, I, I can see that as being highly therapeutic. I am, I, I am such a learner. I would have a hard time with that because I don't like to shut my brain down from learning. And I have to, like, I have to force myself to be like, no podcast right now, right? No, put that book down, right? Just take some time. But that would be really hard for me. Especially as a mom, because it's like, when are we going to get 12 hours to do like to hear the podcast we wanted to listen to or read the books that we've been waiting to read. So oh, that would be hard. Be yeah. Hard. Cause if I had 12 hours, I would want to spend it. I would want my husband to be with me. 100%. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Like right. that would be, that would be my idea of fun, which is my next question. What is your idea of fun? <laughs> um, I love all things sports, right? You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a jock. So anytime I get a chance to play sports, I absolutely love. I do love watching my kids in their extracurriculars. I, I like that a lot. Um, reading for me is very, very fun. Um, I like to draw. And if I had the opportunity to, I would probably draw and paint so much more. It was something that I used to do. I mean, I, I bet you when Luke was one was the last time I actually picked up my acrylics and did a painting. Um, but I used to, do that. I know, I absolutely should. I absolutely should. But I love it, right? I love painting as well. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now we, that's new information. (laughs) New info. (laughs) Do you find your mind shuts down when you do? 
it just goes into a different zone, right? Like you folks, I, I would paint landscape. And so I was, it's kind of nature in a way, but it was just like, okay, where's the shadow going to be? Where's the light coming from? It was just, you know, you're thinking, but it's just in a very different way. I do feel like it's almost like a meditation in motion. That's awesome. All right. Last two. What's your favorite season? Fall. This is like, I, we're not quite there yet in Michigan. Give me 65 and sweaters but I can still be barefoot. Like I am totally game. Right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Agreed. Same. <laughs> you can have fires. Like our kids were asking for a, you know, like a fire out outside in the dead of summer, you know, it was like 90 degrees and humid. And they're like, can we have a fire tonight? No. No. No, we can't. No. 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 It's called just go outside and that's your fire. <laughs> the sun is on fire. Like, well, yeah, there you go. Just, there's your heat, right? Enjoy go stand on the blacktop. You'll experience it. <laughs> All right. No. Last question. What was your first job? <laughs> well, uh, when I was 14, I was a furniture painter apprentice back, back at my a neighboring home, next town, like neighboring my hometown, which was fascinating. But that was more of an apprenticeship. Um, I did a lot of like camp coaching, sports camp coaching. But my first like job, job beyond those sorts of things was at Victoria's Secret. Oh, um, no way. <laughs> I was a bra specialist. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And now we've been there like, hey, these are bad for your lymph nodes. Like, don't, know, don't wear these. Of course you need underwires and pads. Let's go. Right? <laughs> I can save you and Here's $40. this lotion to go with it. Oh, the oh. smell. They used to pump. It was like angels or something. Everyone was called. They used, to, they, they, they used to pump it through the air system. And I didn't have a problem with it. I did not have a problem with it. And now like walking into the stores, I'm like, even walking next to the stores, it's like, yeah. what is this? We're just walking in the mall in general. <laughs> Zombie land, where am I right now? <laughs> the lighting and everything. <laughs> oh my Thanks for the memory. I was, <laughs> yeah, you're I was not expecting that. <laughs> we appreciate your honesty, though. That was, that's awesome. Yeah, you could have said anything. We'd never know. Yeah, I mean, that's my first one. So there you go. <laughs> what was your first job, Tina? Uh, I was a waitress at a Coney Island back when, like, they could still smoke. So it would be, like, fry grease, cigarette smoke. It was... Oh, man. It's almost as bad as perfume, but I don't know. Can I, yeah. Oof. Gosh, I forgot about when they used to smoke in restaurants and bars and just Those are special days. It was normal, you could pick right? your side. It, yeah. And it was, right. like, a half wall that... <laughs> if that. Just, I'll take the non-smoking with a side of smoking. I don't know. <laughs> what was yours? Um, my first job, it was cleaning, a, cleaning the gym. I was, I was allowed to clean our gym at like 14. And then, um, I became, I was a lifeguard then for, that was like my first, like, you know, so big you always job. worked fitness. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, it's not until recently that I actually, I actually left. I taught spinning for, for 21 years. Wow. And, and, and I got tired of, um, I just left the end of August. I just stepped away because I got tired of waking up at 530 every other Thursday morning. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, like, no joke, right? I, sh I shut down and sold my gym for the reasons of like, this is not circadian friendly for anyone. You know, I know we think we're burning calories or we think we're, 
you know, like getting our heart rate up and there, there's importance to stuff like that. But like, I just found the circadian just, just derangement that can happen from that was just, just didn't feel good. Right. Yeah. And then how can you really feel like you're helping people if you're putting them in that environment to do mm -hmm. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the, that at my old gym, like the, the 530, 6am boot camp under artificial light, like I tried to mitigate it with my glasses. I would bring in my red light therapy panel to try to use that and like kind of have partial lighting. I mean, we tried, but it just was, yeah, just, I mean, I think everything was, everything just moved, right? Like, you know, I feel like I've been on this, this learning trajectory. I learn, I kind of make some changes. It's just, it's, you know, you, you, you know differently, so you do differently. It's a journey. It's a, I, I had to start somewhere. And Absolutely. Then, and then I just carried on with it. I didn't yeah. stop. Absolutely. That's, exactly. That's, I think that's the, the crux of it all. I just keep learning and then I change as I go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like you, tr you, you try some new things on that you learn and you're like, no, that doesn't really work or fit for me. So, okay. And I'm glad I learned it, but no, it's not something I'm going to incorporate. And just, yeah, you just, kind of acquire things it was um what I like about this this kind of circadian lifestyle is that it does if there's nothing dogmatic necessarily about it it's like please get outside at some point in the morning really embrace morning light please you know be aware of what your nighttime lighting environment looks like but it's not like you must be outside for three hours here right and it just just feels like there's a lot more especially the mom right there's a lot more oh, yeah. wiggle room it's like okay kids driving to school windows down you know, sunrise eyes go and like, it's just like which like, they love. They think that's so fun. They do it right. They have no problem with it. Like there's nothing like all the windows are open as we drive to school, even in the winter. I mean, it's just bundle up kids. Right. And they're just used <laughs> to it. So, um, so yeah. And it's like, I don't feel bad that I'm not, uh, sky gazing for 30 minutes first thing in the morning. Like, you know, there's, it doesn't have to be that perfect to be effective. That's a great yeah. point to end on. I like that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Any other closing thoughts, ladies? No, I've but got I'd love, nothing. I'd love got to nothing. do this again sometime. Yes, we <laughs> should. Yet again. This is fun. <laughs> well, Tina and I always end with like a really good thought of, and it's just the most simple thought in the world, and that's just go outside. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. just go outside. And thank you all very much. Love it. And have a good week. <laughs> Bye.